0: Welcome to the Linden Pride Walks. I am Delina P. Scales. This is a series developed by Active Linden, the Care Coalition, and the Department of Neighborhoods to share stories of resilience in our community and to promote walking as a way to stay physically and mentally healthy. It is our hope that these stories can accompany you as you take a stroll through your neighborhood and community. Listen to the words of community members and hear their stories. Each episode focuses on a resilience factor, a certain characteristic that promotes self-understanding and success in life. Today, we'll focus on finding external support. The stresses of life could have most certainly prevented Savannah Rowell from graduating from high school. An unstable home environment meant she needed to find external support to mitigate the stressors complicating her young life. Savannah was nominated because she was successful at finding external supports in her community through organizations like St. Stephen's Community House, where she worked every summer since the age of 14. Her ability to connect to people who made her feel safe is the reason she is completing her first year of college despite a health pandemic and civil unrest. WOSU multimedia producer, Leticia Wiggins, called Savannah right after she took a midterm and was relaxing down at Bethune-Cookman University in Florida.
1: We're here, and I'm talking to you, and you're in college in Florida right now, which we'll get to in a second. But we are going to talk about the importance of external support, right? And I just want you to kind of introduce yourself to everybody before we get really into it.
2: My name is Savannah Rowell. I'm 18. I was basically raised in the Linden area, wasn't born there, but definitely raised there Spent most of my um, childhood there. I graduated from Columbus Appalachian High School, but my brothers attended Linden and it's right in the middle of my home. So I was always there. Um, And I'm just glad to be a product of that environment that most people don't see as a positive environment.
1: Can you just kind of give us a little more info on what you mean by, like, you know, you, you the positive environment, the good things you saw growing up there?
2: Well, I always say where there's good, there's bad, and when there's bad, there's good. Mm-hmm. Um. So sometimes when you look on the outside looking in, you see... The streets may seem dirty, so then they might assume the people are dirty. But then you see low-income low, com- low income housing, which will mean that there is low-income people. So the good things was the, the Linden area is full of life. It's full of great, successful people. Um, I was a part of the St. Stephen's program for a couple of years, and it was just like there were so many amazing kids and people that was in that area who wanted to change and wanted to leave the area and come back and revitalize it. And not a lot of people know that. No one never really gives us a chance. So the good thing about Linden is that it gives us opportunities to see the world um, in a in a positive and negative way. It's very transparent. Yeah,
1: I think that you're bringing up some really good points, and I, I mean, I think that the better way I could ask that question is like, what do you, what do you wish people knew about your community that they might not know?
2: So I just want—I wish people knew that we are not a stereotype. We're not just—we're um, very. First of all, we're very diverse. I want everyone to know that we are very diverse, we're not a stereotype that it's only—you um, know—African Americans or Hispanics. I want to know it's very diverse. We have Caucasians, African-Americans, um, Somalians, Muslim, you know. Um, also, I want to know <laughs> that we are family-orientated, um, a community. We we are very—we're a strong community, whether people believe it or not or see it or not. We are a very strong community, and that there are a lot of great things that come from the Linden area.
1: Just to kind of dig into it and ask you a little bit about your personal experience growing up. Since we're talking about external supports today, I was wondering how these have helped you during periods of your life when you've struggled, um, whether that's in the Linden community or elsewhere.
2: Once again, like I said, I was a part of the St. Stephen's, um, the St. Stephen's Community House, and that place probably saved me. <laughs> so I did the work program, the work, work I worked there, of me, for about approximately, what, four years in summer, I think wow. I turned 15, yeah, and it was just like, sitting in the room, first off, just in to touching on the positivity, just sitting in the room in orientation with a whole bunch of people who was running to thrive and be educated was amazing to me, and we're not, and education is kind of limited because we looked over, but anyways, the external support was Lyndon and Delina, um, she actually helped me find my major. One of my jobs for St. Stephen's was interning with her, and that's how I knew I wanted to become a math comp major. It gave me great opportunities. Um, the, once the STEM program came about, there were a lot of resources that was put within the Linden community. And even though I didn't go to Linden McKinley High School, I was still able to access the STEM um the STEM, the STEM help, the STEM benefit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And last but not least, it was not that we always, there was always people in the community that helped. If you needed help, you could just ask someone for help, genuinely. You know, not everyone's going to help, but the, it was just the people there was helpful in the community.
1: That's like such a big thing. It's like you're mentioning this um, organization or church like St. Stephen's, but then it's also the people in that that really make it possible, it sounds like yeah and or a big external support system before you got involved with saint well how did you get involved with saint stevens and do you mind just kind of telling me a little bit about what your life was like at that point
2: well it's crazy because when you said i remember i just closed my eyes and vividly remember yeah um well before that um you know grandma passed i watched her pass you know long story short um my mom there's a lot of mental illness in the community because, like I said, we don't have access to great, to greater things that we need. We don't have access to things we need most of the time. So, you know, mental health played a major role in my life. Um, it kind of tore my mom apart and separated my brother's mother and I. So I became kind of homeless. I was house to house. The end of the freshman year, coming back from winter break, I, that's when everything first started. I was jumping house to house, friend to friend. And it was just, it was a lot. And I didn't understand what was going on. And I'm, I'm really proud of myself, and I'm grateful for that help from the Linda community because it was just like, if I didn't have that help, then I don't know where I would be.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, so going house to house, trying to manage school, high school as that oh my as gosh. a girl yeah that's what yeah. i didn't realize it was a lot To actually now speaking it out loud but um house to house managing school high school i ran track i did that i got a job my sophomore year didn't stop working till the end of my senior year where did right you get a job college. my first job Well. Well, technically, my first job was St. Mm Stephen's, but my first, I guess you could say, corporate job was Chick-fil-A. I
1: have never tried it, but I hear the fries are really good.
2: (laughs) What? I love Chick-fil-A. I'm
1: addicted. (laughs) Okay, maybe I'll have to get get some after this interview. Maybe that's that's pretty sweet.
2: (laughs) I feel addicted to Chick-fil-A. You gotta go. go.
1: (laughs) All right, I'll report back when I go and try it out. Please, please. Oh, my gosh. So you worked at St. Stephen's and the Chick-fil-A. Did you work there at the same time? Did you have two jobs?
2: Yes, actually. Um, during the summer, I had Saint Stephen's, of course, because it was a summer program, and Chick Fil A. And then during school, I did Panera and Chick Fil A. Um, I did Bibi Bop and Chick Fil A. I just had two jobs, but my main job was Chick Fil A because I love Chick Fil A. So <laughs> I definitely had, and for real. <laughs> um, so yes, I had a um, I had various jobs, but my main one was Chick Fil A. And then I went back and forth from Panera to Chick Fil A at the same time, then Doobie Bop and Chick-fil-A at the same time. How
1: did you manage all of that and manage school and manage, you know, home life? And what was—I'm just, like, in awe of you.
2: Honestly, when you're doing it, you don't realize you're doing it because you want something bigger in life. Mm. I wanted—I knew I wanted to go to college, beat the statistics, the pardon me, the stereotypes of Linden— I know I wanted to be a, a vessel for people like me of Linden who think that they're not good enough or that they can't do it because someone said they couldn't based off where they lived. So I think that's what really kept me going. And it, it got hard. I wanted to quit. I probably quit, but I didn't quit. I probably quit for like a day, but I came back because, of course, I'm here now. But that's what really kept me going. When you want better and you see better, and you're around better, really. My environment, um, that was the people that was placed in Linden to help me, St. Stephen's, belina the, the, the um STEM program, and just my community. That's what really helped me, you know, get me through the two jobs in school. When you were, this is
1: like kind of going back to like where we started, because I'm just curious, um, kind of your thought process and what you were feeling at the time. When you were kind of going through all this, you kind of mentioned beating the statistic or beating the perception. Did mm-hmm. you did you feel that when you were when you were growing up there that the potential for you to like get out was was limited?
2: Very limited. You know, when I first got to Florida, it took me a whole month to realize I was in Florida in college. I literally walked outside every day and said, "Wow, I'm in Florida." Or Wow! I forgot I was in Florida. Like, wow! Because you know, first of all, Florida's thirteen hours drive that I took. <laughs> yeah, I felt very offended by the stereotypes and the statistics because that's all that's brought upon you, really. You, you, you when I go to events or field trips, um, and they like, where are you from? They're like, oh, I heard this, or oh, y'all was just on the news, or all this, and it's and it's hurtful because, like I said, where there's good, there's bad. When there's bad, there's good. People. The the human mind automatically wants to go to the ne- the negative things, and no one really never wants to listen to the positive things. So it was hard trying to scream and defend myself and my community. Like we are not these things you see. Please come see us. Please come understand us. And then maybe maybe you'll you'll want to be a part of something big because Lyndon, has like I said has a lot of successful powerful people. It's just that once you get told so much negative stuff, you start to believe it, mm-hmm.
0: and that's
2: where the external, like you mentioned, external support comes in at because we need to, the kids there and the people that need to know that this is not that this is not that the world this is not all the world has. Pardon me, and that's what it, that's usually what the problem is because we're told that we're not we're told that we're not going to make it. We're told that we're a product of our community and of a community which has some negative things, not all negative things. Or a product of a community that doesn't look appealing or pretty to certain people, because you know when you look at it, like I'm by the beach. When mm-hmm. I go to the beach, it's like you see a shell. It's like, you we talk about the shell, Like, what, what kind of crab was in this? But it's just like you have to realize that shell was made by something in the earth, deep in the depths of the ocean. That is beautiful, and that's how I kind of compare Linden because it's like it's beautiful. Because not what it looks like, because how it was made and who's in it. Mm. I, I wish everyone could imagine yeah. it. <laughs> well yeah, it's just like uh, that
1: that would be so frustrating, right? Because it seems like uh it just seems tiring, like tiring work to try to prove that to people all the time, I guess.
2: Yes. It is. And at a certain time once you feel like you're not getting listened to, it, you stop talking and that's when most people give up. You really can't give up because it only takes for one powerful person or just one person to hear you who wants similar changes you and then boom there you go yeah because that's what we need and you have to believe that you're gonna you have to overcome like I said the stereotypes and statistics and the perception of Linden so the perspective of Linden so when you can't do that or when you don't want to because you're comfortable you know, it's easier said than done. So I don't look down upon anyone. It makes me sad because I wanna help you. Like please come, please. It's more than the world than the stereotypes. You can leave, be better yourself and come back, or you can even stay. Columbus State, Ohio State, um, you know, Central Cincinnati. It's it's ways the you know, show, be a leader. And sometimes when you get comfortable in and the things are said to you about your community, and that's all you see, you stay. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that something kind of you're bringing up here that I hear a lot is like the importance of education um, to you, and like maybe what you've also heard in terms of learning and then coming back to better. How, what is your relationship like with education? you don't mind me asking like was it something where you were in school and you're like all right i'm gonna go to college right after this i just know i am
2: yes actually um myrtle right next to linden um right have you heard of kip yeah so i was i went to kip from fifth to freshman year i left and like i said i wanted to go to after century just because i wanted to you know a new environment um Nothing major. I love Kip. I'm still in contact with Kip. Like I feel like I went to the graduation. I feel like I graduated. But anyways, <laughs> that right there instilled a lot in me. You know, as soon as I walked in, it was like you're graduating 2024. You're going to college. You present yourself as class of. You know. Mm-hmm. So my my connection with education. I knew I had to go to college. First of all, they always say my Family always say I'm not street smart, I'm book smart, so I have no choice but to go to college. That's a joke. <laughs> really? So yeah, they was like, "You're not gonna make it nowhere in the work field or anything else. Uh, you're gonna have to go to college. That's your only way." it. And I'm like, "Okay, now I gotta do it." But um, yeah, I always knew that um, the opportunities. I know college is more about networking. You learn, but networking mm-hmm. as well as with your education. So I knew if I came to college and got a better education. Just to network and then go back to my city, you never know who you meet. Yeah. But that was one thing. When I learned about networking, I was like, that's why I'm going to school. Um, Education is very important. And I say ignorance is not our fault because you only do what you're taught. And then when you seek for information, sometimes you get shut down because education is powerful. The more you know, the more you have to protect yourself. That's one thing. Um... And just to touch back on the environment at Linden, some people deal with, um, I'm grateful for the STEM program because some kids, most kids in low income areas, deal with mental issues or hunger or things like that when they don't have access to the pantries or anything like that. So that affects them, their behavior, and their energy at school. So then, they then they then they miss out on education because they're too busy trying mm. to because they're hungry, right. or they're trying to get attention or love. So if the STEM program wasn't there, didn't bring people back in, or the St. Stephen's program wasn't there, or people like Lena or people like you, or just people in the community wasn't there, then we really would be lacking education. So I'm very grateful for that. I'm so it's a touch
1: yeah. No, I mean absolutely because it seems like. It's it's stuff that obviously you were affected by. I think you would you would say too cuz it's like even thinking about like not having like a main home at at the beginning, right? Like how do you That's why I was just like so trying to imagine trying to focus on school at that time when you're like, "All right, like where am I who am I staying with this month?" Or
2: Yeah. Yeah. Saying it out loud makes it even more powerful because it's like, wow, I did it.
1: (laughs) You did it. I know. It is powerful. It's a powerful story. We're talking about a lot of the benefits. um, But did you find any of those sort of challenging, I guess, with those connections? If there are pros and cons to having external support system.
2: Yeah, so I understand when you're overwhelmed and have a lot to do, you kind of, you know, either consciously or unconsciously forget about people. So sometimes stuff won't fall through. You will have to, you know, call and beg. Um, sometimes they just forget. And it's just like, oh, my God, back to step one. And then, you know, it's just people in the world who don't love what they do. They just do,
0: mm. do it to do
2: it. So when you come in contact with those people, which are mostly probably in the community, because, like I said, everyone thinks we're just a negative community then it's just like, you don't even want to help me for real. You're just doing, you just writing and stamping a piece of paper, so you do have to find the right person. It's not hard to find, but you do have to find the right person. Um, External support, I think that's the only thing. Is. I had a problem with external support because I didn't want to feel judged. I didn't want to feel less than. I didn't want to express my feelings and then, you know, even though they were grown or just, you know, mentors or just you know situation you kind of start to compare yourself because just like man I don't want to tell these people about my story about my life and ask for help you know asking for help is very hard for me mm. I don't know about anyone else mm-hmm. I'll speak for me so that was more of the external part with the with the little combination of internal
1: yeah I mean that's really hard how did you finally find was it like a person I know you mentioned St. Stephen's Church but was there one person who made it easier for you to finally ask for help do you think you can think yes of?
2: actually I'm so bad it's a church next to the liquor store on the 11th floor uh-huh. <laughs> they are very involved in the community and um, I started going there and Emily humble she saved my life I, I think her every day and she was one of the main people that like actually helped me motivated me she she understood what it was to come from a community and she was she showed me she told me and was an example of how it was possible for me to leave or just go get an education, come back, stay in my community and help. So that was one person that really, like, changed my life, honestly.
1: That's awesome. It was. It seems like Emily was just somebody who kind of saw you and knew what you were going through because she kind of had gone through something similar. hmm And it's like that. That's That's really, really special. So you just felt like you could kind of open up.
2: I did. And the church is Linden Life. Linden Life. Yeah. How did you,
1: like, did you just kind of walk there one day and decide to go?
2: No, they actually came and walked out in the community.
1: So they found you.
2: Yeah. Also, I didn't even, I don't know why I didn't mention apps at the Linden Rex. Now, that saved a lot of, you know, it's a high murder rate with my generation, not even my city, not even just my community, just my generation. And that saved a lot of people. It kept a lot of people out of trouble. That was, like, home-based. Mm. Like, that, like, when that closed, it's like, that's when, well, for reconstruction, of course. But when that closed, it was just, like, the community was hurting. I can't wait for it to open back up in the next two years because literally, it was literally home-based. If you're scared or something's bad about to happen, you go in there, you just go to apps, and you're fine. You, go, you talk to the, um... The workers, the staff, and they were just, like, those people in there were well, like a family, like, mm. you know, hard love. If you need a hard love, they're going to give you hard love. If you need a love, they're going to give you love. You know, they helped like, teach us how to cook. You know, let us let the boys play basketball because, you know, everybody thinks they're LeBron. Baby, <laughs> and <stuff. laughs> Curry and stuff, Kobe. Yeah. Them. But, yeah, so that was one place I forgot to mention for external support.
1: Yeah, it's called App's.
2: Yeah, it was the APPS program in Linden Rec. Um, It was, I was basically the nighttime. I believe it was from like 8 to 10 or 9 to 1, something like that. It was the APPS program um, in Linden Rec, and it was a great program.
1: It's like such a bummer to me because I feel like as somebody who lives in Columbus, but I'm not in the Linden community personally, but I feel like the only time I read about it, it's always so negative. And you mentioned this in the beginning. But it's also like it is a certain age range that you're kind of mentioning, right? Um, yes. I I just I don't know. I guess I'll just kind of leave it at that. And I just was wondering if you have any thoughts about that because you kind of mentioned like your age group, like your generation. Is it just like there's nothing to do? Like, what's you know, like what's your take on that? I guess.
2: Well, I say distraction, social media. You know. Yeah. When you, when you, when you, I don't want to, I'm going to say this personally. I don't want to say like Linden is nothing, but I, this is how I describe it. When you come from, let me reword it. I don't want to say when you come from nothing, but when you come from a hard knocked place where it doesn't get much life breathed into it, when you see social media and you see, you know, these characters like rappers, you know, Instagram models, influencers, you do things to get to those quicker, like fast money. You you, you fall victim to the system. You you want to do stuff. I, I don't think I wasn't a victim to it, but I was because I was like, you know what, I'm going to just do this. Just because there's something quick to make it out of, you know. So my generation is very social media best. It's basically what you see, not what's inside of you. So they're trying to prove a point to make them feel valid because we're insecure as a community because we haven't had life breathed into us it's a cycle really that's why i keep repeating the same thing because it's really a cycle and it just takes one thing to break the cycle and that's that the the education and the life getting breathed into the community so that's one of the main things in my generation we are very smart like I've seen, I've sat in a classroom with a discussion and kids who want to We call what they call them, like the class clowns mm-hmm. and the popular kids, you know, with the jewelry, the shoes and stuff like that. When you sit down and you have an intelligent conversation with them, it's like, hold on, wait, I didn't even know you was that smart. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, wow, you want to learn, you want to do something, but you got to fake it because that's when you walk outside of these school doors, when you walk outside of the church, when you walk outside of the um St. Stevens, it's just like. I got to survive now. And that's exactly what it is. Everybody's in survival mode. And that actually was a hard transition for me um, to college. I came here. I was good for the first couple weeks. And it was like, hold on. And I started doing, I started tapping back into my survival mode. And it's like, why am I trying to survive in a place that I don't need to survive in anymore? I need to grow. And that was a hard hard transition for me because was just like i'm literally like i was literally trying to survive in college when i didn't need to when the cap was right there my classes is right out my door i have someone have somewhere to live i everything's walkable you know what i'm saying so that's what's really wrong that's not what's really wrong that's really one of the
0: problems
2: Mm -hmm. everyone's trying to survive and my generation want to survive and thrive in not a good way because of social media well don't get me wrong social media could be a positive influence Mm -hmm. platform but they need to be taught we pardon me we because I'm still a part of it trust me I'm coming back to save my community but we need to be taught how to influence and be okay with being successful we don't see it as much because of our community and because when we go on social media it's always you know drug dealers rappers you know models and stuff like that no disrespect to anybody you know <laughs> right. but you know it's, yeah no I don't want to nobody to be offended that's your lifestyle that's your lifestyle I respect you I commend you everybody got different dreams but to be successful you have to see success kind of and believe but when you don't see it you're not around it you're gonna go to the nearest success and the nearest success is that which is from a social media platform I hope that answered your question
1: thank you, you know. I appreciate it I'm I'm sort of curious to uh dig a little deeper into, like, what you mean by survival mode. So, first of all, like, you should give us a little insight to where you're going to school right now. And then I'm curious just, like, what that looked like to be in survival mode for, your like, the first month that you were there.
2: Jesus. Um, sheesh. Well, I stayed in my room for the first couple weeks. Um, I didn't trust people. Mm. I didn't want to be around people. Everything was kind of getting me emotional. It's like everything was like, like I was anxious about everything, Like I couldn't, my head just kept moving. Mm. I would get nervous. I was just like, I'm going to eat in my room, eat a little bit so I don't have to run out of food, even though there's a whole calf. I'm going to beware of people. I'm not going to trust people. I'm going to sit in the front of the classroom, but I'm going to sit in the middle too and keep my head on swivel just in case. Um, I'm going to talk to my teachers for reassurance because when you don't when you don't feel comfortable or you're not secure, you need reassurance. Mm-hmm. Nothing's wrong with reassurance, but a repeated reassurance yeah. is just so good. I just told you this yesterday, Savannah. What are you, what's wrong with you? I even stopped going to class at some point in time. Uh, I couldn't sleep. I didn't go to sleep until the sun came up. That was the only time I could sleep. So that's like six AM in Florida with the lizards. Um <laughs> They are crazy here. But yeah, was just started stuff like that. Like, couldn't sleep, mine was racing, trying to be great, like am I gonna be great? Like, oh my god, I'm here. Am I gonna do good? What am I what's gonna happen? Like, yeah. So So what yeah. what helped
1: you and I should say too that you're at Bethune Cookman University? Yes. And what what was the moment when you were like, "All right, I can, I can leave this survival mode behind"? Like, what kind of broke you from that? I guess when you're in college,
2: you, for me personally, mm-hmm. I got a sign. Yeah, like the universe and world will tell you everything you need to know if you listen. Yeah, but it was the people, my professors and my friends, and then like coming here. I promise you, I was like, me and the people, my friends, I was like, hold on, wait, your mom act like that too? Wait, your mom did that to you too? I thought it was only my mom in the world. Oh, you came from the hood too? Because that's what they label it, linen asked. You come from the hood too? You do. Wait, wait, we the same for real? Wait, you finishing my sentence and we. And you from Florida and you from <laughs> California and I'm from Ohio, you understand? Your community's burning too? Wait, wait, they don't think your community's gonna thrive too? It was that, like, hold on, wait, like, okay. We here now. What are we gonna do about it? That's what really helped me.
1: How did you feel when you found that? When you were able to have those conversations?
2: We still have it to this day. We was just on the we, we was just on the stairs watching the band playing, talking about our lives. But um, I felt okay. Like yeah. okay, I'm good. I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna make it. We're gonna make it. And we're gonna make it. We're okay. We can do it. We're going to, cause I don't, I don't really want to leave my environment, cause the culture, it's a different culture in lending and low income areas, cause when you, when everyone got similar problems or similar things or similar goals, you connect. So I never want to leave my culture. I just want to revitalize it. Mm. So it was like, okay, we're gonna go back and change. we're gonna do this it's okay I'm okay I can can relax now because right now at this moment I am not there and I cannot control things that are there but I can control what I'm doing to come back to be there so that's what really made me okay
1: I'm I'm so happy to hear that it sounds that sounds like such a tough transition too and it just shows you that like change a place you still you know you can't shake certain things sometimes right it's just that powerful cycle that you're kind of talking about um I am curious why you chose the school that you did, that you're going to now.
2: Well, I always wanted to go to HBCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to go to Grambling, but something that happened with them. It was like, and thing offered me a scholarship last minute. So, like, literally, like, three weeks before school, I had to make sure my FAFSA and FAFSA would take two weeks, so they are go two weeks away. And then I had to do room and board. So it was just, like, uh, by fate, by chance. Um, and I was so scared fear is one thing that that um that deprives our community as well because we're scared of the unknown but anyways I was so scared I was like okay I'm not even gonna go no more I don't even care
1: <laughs> well, but, so what like pushed you to do it I mean that's scary also to go somewhere so far away it's kind of terrifying sometimes no matter how beautiful the sunsets are probably I'm sure
2: yeah it, it was different. I love it though. Oh That's so great. Ooh. Was it
1: did somebody just kinda try to like be like, Hey, this is a great opportunity. It's gonna be okay. Just go do it.
2: Yeah, they told me you're tripping Savannah. You've been this all your life. <laughs> Yo.
1: Who told you that? Was, uh
2: Miss Humble, I call her Ms. Humble Emily, um mm-hmm. uh, my family members, my mentors from school and it was just like it was like once you come back, she was like Yo, babe, you stay here, you're not gonna be able to grow. Yeah. because I know, like, if I was to stay in, if I was to stay at home, now I would literally try to give my all to everyone else, and mm. then I won't, I wouldn't be able to do the growth that I did. I, mean I can't even. I, like, I did a major growth, and I was like, "Hold on, wait, I can't believe I did this. If I could do this in a month, what could I do in a year? I could really, you know, reach my goal. Because sometimes you need separation to elevate, to come back and prosper and give. So, you know. They told me to leave. I'm tripping, and I'm going to college. I have no choice. Every time I say I'm not going because I'm stressed, they'll be like, okay, so then I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll get off my phone with that. I'm like, okay, I don't care. I'm not going to school. I don't care. I don't care. I was scared to leave because I didn't want anybody because I thought I could save the world. But I can't save the world with no college – I mean, with no high school um, diploma. So, yeah. I mean (laughs) – I
1: Yeah, I think it's just, like, a good point. And also, it's like you – it seems like, I might be reading this wrong, were you, like, afraid to leave people who you thought might need you, too?
2: Yeah. I just drove over that fear, what, two weeks ago?
1: Yeah. Was it, is it, yeah. like, what does it feel like to kind of come back? Does it make things look different to you at all, or is it still kind of too early?
2: Well, I haven't been back yet. I was supposed to go back yesterday, so but I didn't go back. Because um, We're going back. We're coming back for covid for good there's no point for me to go back honestly but i know it's gonna be it might be weird a little bit I don't yeah know. it might be weird coming back i
1: don't know <laughs> yeah it's just hard to tell you think weird yeah, in a know. good way or a bad way oh yeah
2: we're in a good way never in a negative way it's the like, <laughs> yeah. it's it's palm trees for me <laughs> yeah sure and when i come back it's gonna be cold I know.
1: Okay, I am sitting here literally freezing upstairs, and I'm, like, just thinking about you down in Florida and wishing that we could talk in person. I could just drive down there and interview you there.
2: Yeah. Because it's, like, See, 40, it 50 degrees. waiting, Wow. It's 79 here. What? Don't Hold rub on. it in now. Come I'm on. I'm sorry. I was like, whoa. Yeah. See, I'm not going to know how to act. I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was going to ask you, like, in the future when you come back to Linden, kind of for good, it sounds like you have plans to, like, buy a house, stick around. What do you hope to do for the community then, after you've learned all that you're learning?
2: Change, make an impact, really. I know I'm not going to be able to change and impact everybody I want to, but i just want to make an impact, change. And mind telling
1: me a little bit more what you're studying?
2: Math, comp, and marketing. So this is my plan with my degree. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's not a question. Let me. No, explain. I want you to I get, get it. Go so ahead. Get into it. I want to hear. listen, this is my plan. Yeah. I want to get into a major corporation like MBA or Celtics and use that platform. Cause that's already a great platform to help Yeah. my community. Like create a nonprofit and to be like, okay, like. You know how like some businesses have uh, like a whole person to help them manage, um, to help them manage their money and marketing and nonprofits and stuff.
1: Yeah, and you want to do that kind of thing, but
2: for like a sports team? Yeah, yeah. I really want to be involved in sports because I can't do nothing but run, and I always wanted. Well, I was the only girl, so like I just always wanted to be a part of sports but it's okay I still can't do a cartwheel, well but it's okay I don't
1: care. <laughs> hey but you can so, run a 400 meter you know dash that's pretty that's pretty impressive yeah but
2: don't nobody understand what goes in the track like that is like mental sport and they be like man that's just running so I get offended but that anyway,
1: is so hey I was a 300 meter hurdler in
0: high oh school my God.
1: and it's like one of those I things where it. they're just like you well you just ran and I'm like no okay come on and then also like I swear that those like medium distance to long distance sprints are the hardest things you'll ever do. You get so tired after those; it's ridiculous. I,
2: understand. I, know. I know.
1: People don't get it. So anyway, I, I I'm don't. hearing you right now. <laughs>
2: thank you. Thank you.
1: You're that welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um. But but you're kind of into sports anyway. It sounds like. I just think that's kind of interesting. But yeah. So then you. This sounds like you got a plan.
2: Yes, I do.
1: And then you're willing to kind of come back and make Columbus your home again.
2: Yeah, but I'm going to travel, though. I got to travel. But I'm definitely buying property here. My dream is to at least buy a block. I'm going to buy a block. Let me speak it into existence. I'm going to buy a block. Yeah. I feel like I have to buy a block.
1: There you go. Speaking it into existence. Where would you want to travel in the future if you could go anywhere?
2: Africa. I want to go to London just for the lock bridge, but I'm pretty sure by the time they're they're actually going to something to take you down because it's so heavy. So I probably won't be able to see it. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to cross that off the bucket list. But Africa <laughs> and Dubai, it's so pretty.
1: That's supposed to be beautiful. The water
2: looks so blue there. I know. Florida water Florida water is cool. It's smooth. But, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's different with Dubai.
1: You'll get out there and travel and you'll go to Dubai one day. That's awesome. You're making me get that travel bug too. <laughs> to kinda like wrap up a little bit, I guess. I was curious what you would say to people who might not have support and what you would tell them in terms of resources or just trying to find help.
2: Well, first of all, I was one point in time I didn't have support either. So don't think that it came easy. Um Look for help. I know you might not trust people or you're ashamed of something that you couldn't even control, honestly. First of all, don't blame yourself for your circumstance because it's not your fault. Honestly, it's not your fault. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So look for people you could trust or just look for help. And once help's there, always, always, always go for it. If I would have, like, asked for help more often, then I would have been okay. Fact sooner um three networks when you hear speakers at your um at your school or your community center or the store and you hear a story communicate talk speak network because you never know who you know never don't matter what you never know don't judge anyone either just 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 talk when you hear them talking something good you hear you you see a, you see a opportunity not a chance um stay strong it's It's going to be okay. I heard that, and I was like, man, whatever. I hate it here. I don't care, but I'm telling you, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Believe. Never stop believing. Never stop believing in yourself. If you want to be good, if you want to be successful, if you want to thrive in your community, believe you you can and you will. Because you will. Trust me, you will. And it's easier said than done because I'm telling you, just six months ago before I came to school, I was in the worst state ever I've ever been in. I've been in the worst state before, but I was just like, I'm not going to school. I'm not doing it. And I think every day when I wake up and go outside, i like, what if I would have quit and not finished school because I was mad my senior year was ruined. I wouldn't have been able to leave and help my community. So don't quit. Don't let a temporary thing affect you in the long run because it's going to be okay, honestly. It's going to be okay. So who much is given, much is required, which is Luke. Hmm. You have a lot of things on your on your plate because you're able to deal with them. Only the strong survive. You're put in a position to thrive under pressure like a diamond in a rough. So it's going to be okay. I wish, I wish they could see my face and look me in my eyes because I promise you it's going to be okay. And I'm only a freshman in my, soft, no, my after- sophomore year. Oh, my God. My freshman in my first semester, and I'm and halfway done.
1: <laughs> you're 18, yes. right? Am I, or how, yes. Okay, you're 18. You're in your first semester. You're halfway done.
2: And I got plenty more life to go. Sheesh. I'm telling you. <laughs> and when you make it, though, when you when you feel like you made it, you still going to have problems, though. So don't ever think that it's going to get. You're going to just be – your life going to be peachy. It's going to be problems. because You know them adult problems they be talking about? They real. But – You'll be able to be okay once you do it. You'll be able to deal with the adult problems properly once you just believe that you can be okay and network, 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 believe, 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 and never give up, ever.
1: I think those are amazing words of wisdom that we can all learn from. Savannah, that's
2: awesome. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you for taking your time out.
0: We hope that your walk through the community leaves you rejuvenated. And this story brings you inspiration. Again, this was brought to you by Active Linden, the Columbus Care Coalition, and the Department of Neighborhoods. This episode focused on important resilience factor, external supports. For more information and resources, visit or call St. Stephen's Community House to learn more. We were inspired by Girl Trek's Black History Bootcamp podcast. Check them out for more walking inspiration.